Bradberg with the beam here. It's a beautiful day at the lake, 95 and sunny. I love summer compared to the winter months, that's for sure. So let's jump right back in to where we were. Last time we were talking about being a victim and how not to have that victim mentality for yourself. Today, let's start out by talking about self-worth. You know, if you, uh, there's a lot of times we try to be very nice and we don't put limits on how people try to take. And, you know, there's one thing I'm sure you've all heard is takers take. And if there's a time like, say, for instance, you borrow somebody money and you've done it time and time again and they've never attempted to pay you back at all. That's time to put some boundaries on that. You know, if somebody belittles you or swears at you, it's time to put some boundaries on that. If somebody puts you in danger or harms you, it's time to put some boundaries on that. If somebody's trying to keep you from other people, that's not healthy. And it's time to put some boundaries on that. No matter what it is, when the situation happens in the time and event... It's not the time to consider what you should do. You should have a plan. You should have set, clear, precise standards of what you are, who you are, and what you'll do. If you have trouble doing this, refer to the Bible because the Bible has so many answers. And it's waiting for you to uh, just discover them. The thing about not having boundaries is... Not only does it hurt you, but a lot of times enabling people hurts the people you're actually enabling. I have uh, several examples of people I've helped and talked to that they were parents and they were in extreme cases. They've bought people or they bought their son or daughter uh, a truck or a car, even a house in one case. And they kept enabling and enabling to the point where I would say, you know, their 20, 30-year-old child acted like more like a child under 10, where they got so dependent on the parents that it just, it was unreal. I One case was a person, if you're in the Lake Ozarks area, drove all the way across from Four Seasons to Camdenton to bring their child a bottle of Gatorade when they had a cold. This was a 30-year-old person. Now, there's other times I've seen in business. I've seen several different things where uh, one, for instance, that really stands out to me, it was a group that uh, met this person and begged them to start an organization Maybe not begged, but asked, said it had been a dream of theirs for several years. This person went out of her way, and uh, she made it happen for him. And after that, it was like, uh, it was just what they like to do. They like to sit around and talk about stuff. They don't like to take action. And so they don't participate in the organization. They don't uh, have activities. They don't come to activities. Um, they'll show up once in a great while, and this person had built this all for them. It's just amazing. Um, there's other cases where I'm sure you've seen different 
cases where spouses do different things and one really takes advantage of the other. So don't let it happen. Set your boundaries ahead of time. You know, and if you are going into an agreement with somebody, make sure it's all spelled out. It's spelled out exactly what you're going to do and what they are to do so that you don't have issues down the road. And it'll save you from the next thing we're going to talk about, which is complaining. Now, this is a subject we all can relate to because who doesn't complain? I mean, we all complain. But many times complaining is from our choices we made. And, you know, a lot of times it comes from comparing our lives to others. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to work 12 hours a day. I hate my job. These are choices you made. And if you don't like your job, go get a new one, especially in this day and age. People are begging for employees. So it's very easy to find a job. If you don't want to work 12 hours a day, get your life adjusted so you don't have to. So many times people work so hard for things that might not even matter to them in a couple years. You know, they want that new car, they want that new house, they want this or that, and it really doesn't matter. And if it does matter to you, you know, if it means going back to school and working full time, that's what you should do and you shouldn't complain about it because it's going towards your goals and your dreams. It might mean making less but fulfilling more. And it might mean downsizing or moving where there's better opportunities. It might even mean you have less, but your life will give you so much more. It might mean taking that leap of faith to start living your dream. I see so many people that don't do that. They work at a job they hate. You know, they live where they don't like. And why? You can live anywhere you want. You can do anything you want. So why not live what you want to do? Now, another example we'll call Joe. And Joe has everything. Now, I can say for a fact, Joe was either born into it or he worked his butt off and he had struggles to get it. If you want to get it, then go get it. But it's not going to come by just complaining about it or complaining about Joe having it. You know, it doesn't matter if Joe has it or doesn't have it. It's your life and it's up to you to get what you want. Now, can you imagine about complaining back in the time of the New or Old Testament, really? But could you imagine like Moses? He led people to water. And there's an army behind him. And he said, crap, well, there's water blocking us. I'm old and I don't have a boat. It's not really fair that others have a boat. Well, I guess we're going to die. Why does this always happen to me? No, he aligned himself with God. And the water opened up and he crossed. There's a way to make things happen. God will make things happen that's not humanly possible. Now tell me again why you can't work hard, why you can't get more out of life. I don't feel sorry for you. You have the knowledge to change any aspect of your life. Just ask for guidance and God will show you a way. 
change and utilize the tools given to you. And if you don't have the tools or the knowledge, there's so many places to get that. And if you don't know, reach out to me. I'll help you. Now stop complaining and start going forward. Everyone has bad breaks. But don't live there. Use that knowledge to propel you forward. Use that experience to help you not have that happen again. God may have closed that door for you. It might have saved you so much pain. Now be thankful for the knowledge and just thankful for the experience and smile. The other aspect of complaining is drama. And I would say we're at a point where complaining and drama are at the pinnacle. They're at the top of the game of the world because, man, it just, that's what you hear all the time is drama and complaining. And really, it's such a waste of time. It creates nothing. And if you allow drama and if you create it, if you participate in drama, it's toxic and it's a waste of your life. You only have one life, so why waste it by participating in foolish behavior? There's nothing productive that comes out of drama, whether it's self-created or merely participating in it. You're the only reason you have drama around you, and you're the only one that can stop it. So, for instance, when you hear people complaining and hear people about drama or have, you know, having a little drama fest, think to the, yourself, wow, because they're the ones doing it. You know, they're the ones that could either take action and do something about it. Nobody would even know, but they would rather sit and have a little drama fest and complain about everybody else. And it's so silly, really, because it does no good. Galatians 5.15, if you bite and devour each other, watch out. You'll be destroyed. That says so much. You'll be destroyed by each other. Bite and devour each other. Now, you can create drama or at least participate in it. You've done drama and talked about others. So you can talk about their bad deeds and their bad behaviors. Why? Is it trying to pull attention off of you? With drama or without, the end results are the same. Except for one, you look foolish. You know, the other end, results will speak for themselves. I have a saying I just love, um, truth and time tells all, and it has never failed me. Philippians 4.8 Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, and everything is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, praiseworthy, Think of these things. Paul understood the influences of one's thoughts in one's life. What people allow to occupy. Paul understood that what occupies your mind occupies your life. And what's on your mind will sooner or later be determined in your life. Your speech, your action. And Paul, if you think about it, if you think about so what you have to do is put into practice wholesome thoughts, positive thoughts, 
moral and spiritual excellence in your life. And what that'll do is get you to where you want to go. God has a plan before you were born. All you have to do is look to God. You know, Jesus referred to God quite a bit. And if Jesus did nothing without God, why do we think we can? It's so weird to me. But you see people try, and then they fail and fumble, and they wonder why. And you see other people that look to God and have an easy life, an easy way. And not saying that if you're a Christian or you do the right thing that it's always going to be easy. It's not. But you will have a joy and a peace that you cannot have without Jesus in your life. So the next thing, let's go right on to what goes with complaining, what goes with drama. That'd be excuses. And you know, excuses sound best to the people making them up. Have you ever had an excuse out there about why you look the way you look? Why your life is the way it is? Why you got the bad breaks? Why you don't have the time? And boy, do a lot of people make that one up. I don't have time for that. And it's like, yeah, you do. You just would rather sit in front of the TV or sit in front of Facebook and complain. So why you're not happy? Why you don't have a job? Why you don't have the house you want, the car you want, the spouse you want, the family you want? Why you've not moved up? Why you're not as spiritual as you want to be? Why you're not as educated as you want to be? Why you're not mentally where you want to be? Excuses are like lies wrapped up in a nicer way. Most of the time, it's not your priority. That's a problem. That's a thing you hear people say, I don't have time. What they really should be saying is, it's not my priority to do that. It's not important to you. So instead of owning up to it and getting that report done because you uh, should, you binge watch TV for hours and you make up an excuse how you tried to get it done, but you had a family things come up and you tried and all of a sudden there was a home invasion and they stole my report and I had to start all over. Or maybe you have a reason. You can either give up the excuses or you can keep them. But until you change, it's not going to change your life. And you can change today. Don't give excuses. Give action. Give effort. And always do your best. No matter what it is, always do your best. You can excel or you can have excuses, but you can't have both. This goes back to self-reflection and mindsets. You know, if you have control over your life, you either do it or you don't. And there's no need to appear weak and come up with an excuse. Own it. And whether you did or you didn't, you'll find the outcome is better with truth and accountability. You know, you don't have to have an excuse. You know, and I see this so many times where, like a church group will ask somebody, can you do that? Gee, I don't have time. 
where really what they're going to do is go home and binge watch Orange is a New Black. And uh, what they should be saying is, you know, that's not really my priority in life. What you're doing is not that important to me. But they do not want to say that. They would rather say they don't have time and then go home and watch TV. Own up to your life and your priorities and it will change your priorities. Many times people make excuses up. They lie. They have the drama. You know, all that because of fear. You know, fear of public speaking is a huge one. But there's so much fear. It's many people's nemesis. It can paralyze you. And, you know, the funny thing is, the fear you get in your head, rarely is it as bad as you imagine, if it even exists at all. Now, how many people have you complained about not getting a break to? And when the opportunities presented themselves, you made an excuse. Why not do something out of fear? That may sound funny to you, but how many times have you self-sabotaged yourself out of fear? You haven't went and did that uh, public speaking event you could have done. Maybe you didn't go to a networking event you should have went to. You know, maybe it was a job that just something intimidated you about the interview, so you ended up not going. Don't let fear stop you. In Deuteronomy 31.6, it says, Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord, your God, goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. This was the Lord's exhortation, often often through his servants, to the people of Israel, to Joshua, to Solomon, and to Ezekiel, military officers, by trusting God, by trusting the Lord and obeying him, his followers would be victorious in spite of great obstacles. You know, if God's on your side, there's not much to fear. Who could be against you? And if they are against you, does it really matter? This applies to God's faithfulness in providing the material needs of his people. There is no reason to fear. We have an awesome God, a God that is almighty, a God that's powerful. You see, many aspects of your life, positive or negative, are connected And many times they're brought on by us, maybe out of fear, maybe out of excuses, maybe out of drama, maybe out of complaining. But just do it. Do it anyways. If you fall flat on your face, you're still a step ahead of the person that never tried. So embrace your fear. Move past it. You can feel it, but don't let it stop you. Fear is a dream killer, you know, and 
you can get by it. Don't let what ifs become I should have. I should have tried. You have an opportunity to take on fear. Do it. And you will be a better person. And more than likely, it will take you to the next level. Do what's outside your focus. Outside of your comfort zone. Expand your life. And your life will open wide open. Worrying is fear's brother. How many times have you worried and lost sleep and the next day all you worried about was not a big deal at all? You tortured yourself and what you put yourself through, worrying fixes nothing and it's self-defeating. So now what's your worry? What can go wrong? What's worrying going to help? Stop thinking that way. How about thinking... What good can come of this? What will I learn? How can I make sure this doesn't worry me again? How can I make sure to make the best out of this situation? In Matthew 6, 25 through 27, Do not worry, therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food and your body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in the barns. Yet the Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you worry and add a single hour to your life? You know the answer to that. It's an absolute not. Actually, worrying and fear and drama and all that conflict will take hours off of your life. So whether you worry or not, the situation's going to happen. Or it's not going to happen. It's better to be positive and learn from the situation rather than torturing yourself. Take charge, learn and grow, and have corrective action. Have action that moves you forward. You control everything about your life. God has gave you the choice, but not always the situations around you. So why worry about things beyond your control? If you are giving your all, doing your best, just own it. You've tried, and worrying about it is not going to help one bit. Now reflect on it. Why is this happening to me? What I mean by this is, are you hanging around toxic people? Are you on the right path? Are you doing what needs to be done and fulfilling your day with fear and worry rather than action? Be prepared and focused and do your best. Guess what that is? It's all you can do. No amount of fear or worry will change that. If you're doing all you can do, why worry about it? Will that change anything? It'll waste your day and possibly your health in doing that. 
I know it's easier said than done, but look at Matthew 6.25 and 27. And know, if you have a worry or a fear, go to him. Don't worry. Go to him. He is a solution. And no matter what it is, he can help and get you through it. We'll be continuing on with that, but we just wanted to shift gears here and end on some things, telling you about some things going on. At the Beam on Sundays, we'll be having uh, 9.30, we have a mental health group where people can come and just be supported. And then at 10.30, we have a recovery group, and that's for all different types of addictions. And again, just come be supported. We uh, usually have snacks and coffee at both. And it's just a time to be uplifted and talk about, you know, your week and things you've had to go through and been going through. Then at 11.30, we have a church slash Bible study. And it's just digging deeper into the Word of God. And then sometimes we do fun things where we just have a children's church and talk to the children, but it also gives adult lessons at the same time. Mondays, we have yoga at 6 p.m. And of course, you can always stop in and just, uh, if you need somebody to talk to or just shoot pool, watch TV, you know, play darts, have some coffee. But uh, that's what we're here for. 1371 Bagnell Dam Boulevard. And uh, it's in Lugies Plaza. Now, out of the same location, we have Lake Area Needs Initiative. And Lake Area Needs Initiative does a lot of different things, you know, for people that are employed and just uh, need a little help, maybe with some gas, looking for a place to live or a car repair, you know, some food. We try to help with all that. Both the Beam and Lanai will help with diapers and things like that, too. So feel free to reach out. That's what we're here for is to help the community. And we try to help up instead of just giving a hand out. We try to teach skills and teach people how to uh, better their lives for good. So we'll be doing, uh, we have all that going on. And uh, we have actually even more than out of the same location again. We have Encompass Purpose and we'll be having a location in Max Creek too. But... Uh, we work with both organizations and provide Christian-based counseling and we provide uh, Christian-based coaching to try to help you get through maybe some of your past hurts and just try to get to a place where you're successful and positive and doing good things. You know, you have to work on your mind as well as your body in order to get to where you want to go. So that's what we're here for. We really want to help people get successful, whatever that means to you. You know, maybe that just means getting a job and taking care of your family. There's nothing more important than taking care of your family. So we'll be having some family events coming up. We'll be announcing probably on the next show um, some pretty exciting things for children and families. And we try to do most of this at no or uh, low cost, too. So it's just a great place for a positive environment and would love you to stop by 1371C, 
Bagnell Dam Boulevard, right on the Bagnell Dam Strip. And if you have any questions about our services, 573-286-5625.